Hey everyone, welcome to the Small Screen Couch Commentary Podcast, where we watch your favorite TV shows, give you our thoughts, and ask for yours. I'm Alex. And I'm Billy. We're excited to watch and rewatch the best TV shows from start to finish and hope you're ready to take the ride along with us. We'll talk about the best characters and their stories, reveal some hidden gems, and look for you to do the same. From sci-fi to comedy, drama to anime, we've got it all covered. So grab your favorite snack and we'll see you on the couch. All right. So welcome, everyone, to episode five of flying through this thing small screen couch yeah. commentary the boys edition um it's we're we're past the halfway point of all of season one right now wild yeah it is it is crazy um it's almost kind of cool to watch it week to week like this but again i am finding it hard not to continue watching more yeah um i will admit this episode <clears throat> was a little Slower than the last couple, as far as the pacing. Slower. Not a good. bad thing necessarily, but we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. I know you, we, we kind of talked a little bit before we started recording, you enjoyed it more than I did. Yeah. Uh, not to say that I didn't enjoy it. Right. But I feel like I probably enjoyed this a little bit less than the two before it. Which um, is understandable. Yeah. So first strings first. What were you snacking on when you watched this episode? This was just good old potato chips. Okay. Yeah. All right. I was in a similar, you know, area there. I went with Doritos. Oh. Nacho cheese original. Yeah. We won't get into that conversation. We won't. We, we won't, won't get into we've, that. We've had that conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. a few times. Cool ranch. Um, Yeah, no, I didn't go too crazy with my snacks, but you know, it was good. Yeah. Fun time. Yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. So as far as the rating goes for this episode, Talk I'm not going to lie. I rated this one a little bit lower than the last couple. Um, I guess maybe a lot bit lower. A lot bit. So I went with a seven point eight. <sighs> I know low. that's that's low. C plus. I have I have my reasons, which I'll get into in a little bit. Um, but what did, what did you rate it? Eight point five, my dude. Wow. Okay. I so really, a bit of a delta. Yeah. So this was more for me. Like you said, it wasn't action packed. Yeah, uh, but there were really important moments in this, and maybe it's because I've seen the show before that sure. I know what parts connect to later on things. Yeah, but it was more character building, it was more world building stuff, yes. and I don't know, man. There's certain points I'll we'll, we'll talk about later that kind of makes this show, this episode, really good. Well, and so I think I had mentioned in either the last episode or maybe the one before that that you know the we've just been keep keep climbing this hill, you know, and each episode's been topping it, and the the one before it. And we haven't really had like a drop. I think this is obviously where, for me, anyway, for you was the drop where the drop happened. Now I did um, tell you, like you have points where you're not going to get action episodes, right? Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. I do have some some reasons as to why I wasn't enjoying this one as much as the others. Like I said, we'll get into it. But um, let's talk about a couple new characters that we meet here briefly. Um, so one person that we meet is Rachel, and she is um, Becca. Butcher's sister. Don't want to go too into depth on things right now, but she's a new character we meet. And then we also meet another new character, um, Elena, who I has a connection with Queen Maeve. I'll yes. just say that yeah. for now. And we do get to see in person Ezekiel, which we have seen before in the show. But yes. a little more. He's a little bit more in the forefront here. Yeah. He yeah. uh, plays a, a bit more of a main role in this episode. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Couple new characters. I don't know if they're going to play b- 
bigger parts moving forward. I think one of them plays a bigger part moving forward than the other, in my opinion. But we shall find out as we watch those episodes. Yeah, I wish I knew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do want to also touch on a couple different um, or not a couple. One one thing that ties in to episodes before. So I don't remember if it was episode four or episode five or I'm sorry, episode three or episode four, where they actually talk about Starlight going to the Believe Expo. Yeah. Um, they say she has to do like a, a teen panel. Um, and that's what happens in this episode. She does this panel. So they do mention it before. So that was a nice little tie in that they kind of set up things for yep. in the previous episodes leading us to this point. Um, but we, we're going to switch up the format a little bit here. A wee bit. On, on how things go. Um, we haven't necessarily gotten any bad feedback on how things are going, but we want to just switch things up to see, is this better? Is our normal format better? You guys feel free to let us know. Yeah, put in the comments on the YouTube. Put in, I don't know, tell us on Facebook. Yeah. All that good stuff. Exactly, exactly. Um, so what we first want to do is kind of just get through some of what we felt were filler scenes. Not necessarily scenes that were unimportant, but scenes that weren't integral to the main theme or the main plot of the episode. Yeah, I like to call them side stories. Sure, sure. The double S. Um, so I want to set things up here with um, Homelander and Maeve. Mm -hmm. In the previous episode, you know, they had gone through the whole issue, <laughs> issue, the whole problem with Was it? the terrorist yeah. issue on the, on, on the, the airplane, on the airplane. And the episode ends with, Homelander kind of doing like a big rallying speech on the news about it. Um, one of the side quest episode, you know, side things quest. here. Um, Highlander, Highlander, <laughs> Homelander and Maeve, they are doing like a press conference that's kind of like a memorial yeah. to the victims of the plane crash. And Homelander is putting on a show. I mean, this he is guy. laying it on thick. He is apologetic. He is. He's, he's saying the names. Yeah. Of he, the victims, you know, also again, kind of reminiscent of nine eleven a little bit, a little bit, and he even mentions the mother and daughter, and he just doesn't. He's he's a dickhead, man. Yeah, no and remorse. You love him. He's he's honestly, you know, you say you love a good bad guy. He is a great bad guy. He's a great bad guy. He's just able to put on whatever face he needs to put on, and he does it how he wants to, and he does a great job at it. Yeah, but this obviously is affecting Maeve. Yeah, it doesn't sit well with her. She kind of like goes off to the side and is just she's not happy about what happened and how it's played out after the fact. Yeah. Um, then we also have uh, a scene where um, Billy goes and sees Rachel, Becca's sister. Yeah. He's a bit upset with her because um, he finds out that they put a headstone at her gravesite, yeah. which to give you a little bit of context here so we mentioned earlier in um the last episode that billy starts off or the episode starts off with billy having like a flashback and he's also watching a video clip of her we now know what that video clip is um billy still thinks that his wife becca is out there somewhere, somewhere. whereas his sister or her sister believes that she is either dead or that she's killed herself um and you know we don't really know what the context of the situation is at this point. We just know that they're on two opposite ends of the table. Yeah, she's Billy's not happy that he put a, that she put a headstone up because it like kind of 
gives it some finality. Yeah, and I kind of feel like he's being very selfish. I mean, that's Billy's way. Absolutely. But he's all like, you shouldn't have done that. It's like her sister is like, I need some closure. Like, you're not the only one hurt by this. Right. You know, so I think what he's doing is kind of messed up. I understand his feelings for sure. But like he kind of made me annoyed here. I'm like, dude, like you can't sit down and have a conversation with your wife's sister about it. You can't, you know, why you gotta go in so angry? Right, right. Um. So then the other kind of side scene here is Maeve, um, because of everything being, you know, so weird for her, uh, with the with the flight crash. At one point, she goes and sees an old friend. Yeah, and this old friend is Elena. Um, now we get a little bit of depth here with Maeve, which we haven't gotten a ton of yet. No, but we essentially find out just to to kind of go through things. One that she's um, a recovering either uh, drug addict or alcoholic. Yeah, I, think I don't alcohol- think they, they say alcohol. She's a drunk again, aren't you? So the thing is, that's right. I yeah. think it's alcohol. So she's a recovering alcoholic. Now we don't know if that's where she met Elena. Or if it was through something else, but she like questions her and she says, hey, you're not going to meetings anymore. You know, have you been drinking? Yada, yada. And Maeve is kind of just brushing everything off. Um, she, You can tell she wants to tell her why she's upset. Right. But she obviously doesn't want to ruin everything. Well, yeah. You also don't want to put your, your ex. This is pretty much her ex-girlfriend. You find out. Yeah. You don't want to put her in danger. Right. You know, right. I, I also this is a weird side fact here, but, you know, she's, you know, Maeve. Also a little selfish in this fact, you know, she comes back to this girl and the girl makes, uh, she makes a point like you don't see me anymore. Right. They haven't seen each other in years. But I see you every day on TV. Like, could you imagine that? Like, you know what I mean? You're trying to get over somebody, but they're so famous, like that level of famous. You see them every day. Yeah. Definitely makes it much harder to get over someone and and have some closure to a relationship. It'd be hard to date a celebrity alone and like there's movies coming out, but superheroes in this world are on news every day. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Um, so they have kind of a uh, an awkward interaction in that initially Elena is mad at her, but by the end of it, she can tell something's wrong. She's concerned. She wants to find out what's going on with Maeve, but then Maeve kind of brushes it off and then she leaves. Yeah. Maeve tries to go in for a kiss, by the way, as well. Yes. And that pisses, she did. That pisses her off a little bit. She's like, no, no, no what's wrong? Talk to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. A little awkward, but mm-hmm. you know, that's how it be with exes sometimes. Just, hey, man, brother. Um, so we got through all of the, you know, side quest type things filler scenes we want to just go into the opening of the episode the main part of the episode and then the closing and this episode opens up with cool. uh a kind of a really messed up scene but super messed surprise up. surprise yeah um so we're in havana cuba and we see that pop claw is in like a an apartment down there and that's kind of where a train has been hiding her, keeping her safe, safe. and um, you know, keeping her away from everything. Because after everything that happened with, um, you know, the boys finding out about Compound V, he knows that she talked to someone. Yeah. She keeps denying it, but he's like, you know what? Either way, I got to get you out of here because if Vaught finds out that you spilled the beans here, you're a goner. Right. Right. So she's been hiding out in this apartment. I think she's even watching one of her old movies. Yeah, she is. Yeah. And um, it's a scene with Billy Zane, um, who he's, I guess, I don't know if he's like a criminal or something, but it's, she's tracking him and he puts, puts him up against a fence and it's just, it's it's a bad movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie. But she's watching one of her old movies. A-Train comes back 
And he's like, hey, I got good news, which excites her because she already seems pretty down. Yeah. And she's like, well, what's the good news? You know, and he gets into he's like, well, Madeline is on board with us being like a public couple, which before that was one of her things that she was really wanting. And he said, they'll never go for it. Yeah. So, you know. She's excited that that he's told her this. Yeah, now. yeah. She's so excited. She almost doesn't believe it. She's like, "Don't fuck with me." Yeah, you know, don't don't be fucking with me right now. And he's like, "No, no, he's for real." Right, but he kind of puts a, a bit of a caveat on it, and he's just like, "But before they like sign off on this, you've got to tell me who you told about Compound V." Yeah, and she kind of first she doesn't really deny it again, but she doesn't say anything right away. Yeah, she kind of puts her head down, right? And she's kind of yeah. like upset again that he's asking. Right, right. But then she does break down and tell him, you know, that there was two guys that came to her apartment and, you know, they kind of forced her to tell them. And she's so sorry. She's so remorseful. And, you know, she gives a description about Frenchie and Billy to a train. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she gives about all four of them because then she say like a skinny oh, yeah. white guy yes. yep. and M.M. and Huey. I forgot. Yes, yeah. she does tell him about all of them. Um, but, you know, then a train is just like, OK cool you know thank you for telling me yeah and then Whoosh. yeah he flashes away runs over and comes back and, and she looks down second. and she's got a bunch of needles in her arm yeah arms both of them i think yeah, she's yeah. Got like there's like, like three four, four or five yeah each, in arm. each arm yeah yeah and she sees it and she just looks at him like why or something like that yeah and, and she I'm immediately sad died at this moment for sure i don't i mean pop claw wasn't a huge character and even though she killed a guy, she was still. <laughs> but she let him go a, out in a good way, you know. Yeah, and, well, and she was still, for the most part, a nice person. And she was really just trying to have a normal relationship with right. A Train, and he never really, you know, was in the relationship. She was fully into it, and he wasn't. Yeah. So. And yeah, you just feel so bad. I think this is a cool scene just at this moment where he flashes because you see the bag on the couch like flip real quick. Yeah. In that moment, and all of a sudden it's like. He's, he was he never left that spot technically like you don't really see him disappear like you kind of do but not yeah, really just a quick flash so you see the bag flip open and like all of a sudden he's back and it was just like it was wild and i remember the first time seeing the scene i was so freaking mad i was like why would the hell would you do that to your girl you know what i mean yeah. but that's how much power vault has on everybody now do you think he did this just easily because he thought well this is the right thing to do or do you think he was remorseful and like regretting doing it i think he well we'll talk about it in the show actually i think he did it more not from vault but from homelander well yeah homelander is the one that told him to do it and pretty much immediately after this you you see that he tells tells homelander like hey it's done i tied up this loose end yeah and homelander's like you know you should good thing you came to me you know it's under wraps now so madeline and vault overall don't know about that whole situation no but you know I, I feel looking at when he did it and even when he's talking to Homelander, he seems a little remorseful. He is. And throughout the show, he is remorseful about it. Um, Spoiler alert. No, this this show, this episode, this episode. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Which but, we forgot to do, by the way. Yeah. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. spoiler. <laughs> um, but no, he, he this I I think he does in a sense like she's in danger now, especially because he told Homelander. Homelander will just go freaking murder her. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and I think A-Train knows that. But I think also he did it because what's the the being a celebrity, having the power that he has, it, it, not as like superhero powers, but as a celebrity, yeah. is more important to him than her. 
Okay. And I think so. Yeah, he doesn't like that he did it, but he had no other option in his mind, Um, which I think he does have other other options, but that just shows you how bad these heroes are again. And I think this scene, particularly when he goes back to Homelander, shows you where Homelander is starting to become like, you're not going to vault about this stuff. You're coming to me. You're coming to to daddy. Well, yeah, and he... He seems to be operating more outside of, you know, the orders and the boundaries that Madeline is setting for him yeah. with each episode. He's doing more kind of off the books or on his own yeah. or not with orders from them. Um, so, yeah, crazy way to open the episode. Very sad. Oh, and my he, gosh. He, he, by the way, I don't think we mentioned it, but he uh, the needles were filled with heroin. So yeah. it made her look like she OD'd on heroin. Yeah. Um, which which who, who, who's poking five needles in their arm at once? <laughs> I'm assuming he pulls them out and they're just all a bunch of marks there. But Maybe. I yeah. don't know. But yeah. So let's get into the main portion of the episode here then. Um, we, we touched on a little bit earlier. It's a uh, the Believe Expo. Yeah. Which is kind of like a big Christian, Christian festival. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's out kind of in the in a field somewhere. They've got like a big main stage. Very um, cold. They have. Music going on, super culty. Yeah, they've got music going on. Um, they even have like the opening of the expo scene where it's like a lady on stage singing a song, like your typical like praise song of like a mega church. Yeah, and then she has like angel wings, and I think that's her superhero power. I think so too. Yeah, it didn't look like it was like prosthetics or anything like. No, that. so they're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they've got like merch tents all around. They've got different you know soups there oh, that are making man. appearances. You know, so we've got. Um, Ezekiel, yeah, who has been touted as the you know the the super Christian, super conservative superhero, yeah. which we know is not the case, right? Because we see him from first episode. Um, we also have appearances at the um, at the expo by Homelander and Starlight. Yeah, I <laughs> I want to talk about Ezekiel real quick. He tries so hard to be that cool hip like pastor guy yeah when he's on stage he leans down the crowd and he's like and jesus was like hey come here listen bro listen bro and i'm like jesus never called anybody bro no <laughs> but so he's one of those guys like he's over the top right like right. cool christian guy yeah um well and it's just it's so spot on with those types of um events yeah we'll go with yeah it, and, and it's over exaggerated obviously to for a, a purpose but like but i think in real life those types of events are over exaggerated too sometimes they are too yeah you know for sure so they really hit on it and this this is to me this is why the show's so good this this was a wild ride inside this event that we get i ha- i have my own reservations about the episode okay. I'll, I'll get yeah, into we'll it keep going we'll but, keep going um so the, the the boys are at the festival huey um mm and uh, Billy are there. Yeah. Um, Frenchie is kind of back babysitting the female. female. Yeah. At uh, some unknown location. Um, but Huey and, and Billy and MM, they're there because they had found out in the previous episode that Compound V is connected with Ezekiel and his church, yep. or his organization. So they're trying to get to him to figure out, like, what's your connection? What do you know? Like, what what kind of leverage can we get from you? Yeah. Um. So you know, Billy and MM, they're kind of using Huey at this point as an in at the festival because, because he's, he's there with Starlight. Yeah, he's been hanging out with Starlight a lot. Yeah, and it's awkward too. I feel because you know 
Huey and um and Starlight, you don't they don't really say that they're like dating necessarily. I think at one point when Starlight's even talking with her mom, she's like, Oh, this is my friend. Yeah. You know? And it's kind of weird. Like as a as a guy, if you have a girl who like you don't really have a a sense of what your relationship is, when you get introduced as, Oh, that's my friend, yeah, it's that's kind of awkward. Put down. I think too though, the mom doesn't want her dating a regular guy. And Huey's True. you know, they they'll go on like later episodes talking about how like he's out of his field, you know, or whatever. He's um out of his league. She's out with, of his league. Yeah, with yeah. Starlight. Um, but yeah, it was a real awkward because even like uh they meet uh Starlight's mom and like when she introduced him, it's like my friend. But I think it's because the mom probably wants her to be with a superhero, some celebrity. Right. You know. Right. Um but yeah, so you know, they're there kind of talking about the festival and um Starlight even mentions to him that like she kind of came up doing these types of events across the country. Her mom and her drove from state to state, festival to festival, doing these Christian festivals. And, and she that's enjoyed how she, it and made friends, yeah. all that. Yeah, she she's happy to be doing this because everything else that's happened since she became part of the Seven has kind of just been a shit show. Yeah. And so she's glad to be back in somewhere where she feels comfortable. Yeah. You know. Um, so we think. Right. Initially, yeah. at least. It's funny. Like I think either they're walking, like Starlight and um, Huey. Huey are walking, but there's one place where it's like, it's pretty much pray the gay away type situation. It's like, right. if if uh, impure thoughts fly straight <laughs> and then it shows Homelander flying next to a bunch of planes that look a little bit like dicks. And it's hilarious. Well, and Starlight like, even like, over the top. She looks at it and she's like, I don't remember seeing this kind of stuff and, and i wonder like is it that she didn't see it because she was like had blinders on or is it that she didn't see it because it wasn't there until like recently i think she had blinders on i think i'm with if you think that i thought that's i think she had blinders because her mommy says it's always been like this yeah you know and she's like i don't remember i think she was more excited to come to these events and make friends as a kid right and she didn't realize now that she's in this world of being in the seven she's seeing everything for what it is yeah she's yeah. seeing reality so Huey has to infiltrate things because MM and um, Billy say, okay, you're going to get in with Starlight well, because only Billy does. Billy's like, oh, you're going to yes. get MM. He was like me. And MM was like, don't you dare do that. That's a bad idea. And Huey's like, I agree with him. Well, so he's supposed to get in with Starlight because there's like a VIP experience. It's $15,000. Yeah. With Ezekiel. Yeah. And, um, they say, okay, well, if you're good with Starlight, she can get you in for free. Yeah, and he's like, oh, you've known her for a few weeks. like, Right, right. He feels kind of awkward asking her about it, um, but you know, that's the only way that they get in there. And I, honestly, I feel like it's probably their best move because if MM or Billy went in there, it, they would get made right away. Yeah. Especially Billy because yeah. he just sticks out like a Thor thumb. A sore, a sore thumb. Did you say Thor thumb? I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that in post. <laughs> Never. Um. So yeah, uh, Huey asks Starlight to get him in on on the VIP experience, and she kind of feels used yeah. a little bit at that point. It's good to know that they're having a really good day whenever they're talking before this point. Like when right. uh, I keep calling her, Aunt, I want to go Annie and Starlight, but when Starlight and Huey are together, they're like joking like they always do, having a good time. You know, everything's fine. And then he brings this up, and she's like, y "Yeah, okay, I guess." Yeah. I mean, she goes along with it, but she's a little reluctant yeah. to do so. He um, makes up some sort of like, my dad's a big fan of Ezekiel. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, which I just want to touch on things. One of the things that I don't thought about me. during the episode when I'm watching it, I know you really don't like 
Huey's dad. Nope. I really don't like Starlight's mom. No, me neither. I think she's worse than Huey's dad, in my opinion. Because they're, they're, she's they're she bad. has selfish motivations for everything that Starlight's doing, whereas Huey's dad, he's just kind of out of touch and not really, you know, yeah, there for he's his also son. Selfish too. Yeah, they're both, but they're I, both bad. I agree. I think I think she's more so. But she could be because obviously she's more of that uh the mom who took her to pageant. A pageant right, she's mom. a pageant mom. Yeah. Yeah. Can't think of words today. A pageant mom. She even at one point says, Why do you think this is for me too? Like I did all that stuff for you so I could right. You know, I, right. my friends are watching. You'll find out later. But yeah. Yeah. Um so Huey gets into the VIP event, which we find out then <sighs> is a literal baptism. <laughs> but it opens up with a <laughs> pretty powerful scene. Uh Homelander's in there. Yeah. And he's like, you're the one that uh, Starlight got in here, huh? Yeah. And he was like, he's like, oh, this is normally a pretty expensive ticket. Yeah. And he's you like, must well, know her very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're good friends. But at one point, I think I think they're even like shaking hands. And Homelander asks him, he's like, you seem kind of nervous or like stressed out or something. He's like, no, no, I'm I'm fine. Why why would you say oh, that? That's during the baptism. Yeah. And he's like. Oh, well, just because your blood pressure is like, you know, 90 over 50 or whatever, like, you know, he gives him some crazy number. And it's like insane that Homelander is able to just hold his hand and tell you that and feel his blood pressure. Yeah. You know, that's kind of crazy. It's nuts. But I think when they first shake hands, he like doesn't like go for a bit and they keep standing next to him. And like, it's a real uncomfortable situation. Like, even for me, I started to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And this is before the baptism. And then they go into the baptism tank. Right, and they're that's like, when he they're, tells them they're, they're nervous. They're, dun- they're dunking people in this tank. Yeah, Ezekiel is baptizing everyone. With Homelander's Homelander. in the in the tank. They're dunking people because he's people the ordained in. priest of whatever this church is. That yeah, Ezekiel. yeah. Samaritans embrace. I think is yeah. the name of Ezekiel's church. Yeah, but if you've ever seen uh, a baptism at like a mega church or even some smaller churches, a lot of baptisms at uh, uh, I don't know. I guess a traditional church is just like you p- get some water poured over your head. Yeah, a little splash Whereas of water. Whereas at some other churches, you get you're in dunked. a tank and you're getting dunked, and it's supposed to be reminiscent of actual baptisms that happen in like Jesus' times, where they would yeah. take you into the river and like dunk you in. Yeah. So all these people are happy to get baptized by, by Ezekiel home- and Homelander and Homelander, right? Yeah. But then Huey gets there, and uh, he's clearly like nervous. very nervous. And this is when Homelander like. Touches him and says, "You know your your blood pressure is this. Is it was it here? I yeah. thought it was in the open because his uh, his excuse is, oh, I'm a little afraid of water.' Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is crazy because Homelander looks nuts when he's staring at Huey. Like I don't know why yeah. he doesn't like Huey, but he doesn't like Huey. Well, and so Huey's in there fully clothed, and he gets dunked in, and Homelander's like holding him down. Yeah, for a long time. Like everyone else is like dunk, bring you back yeah. up. Homelander's dunk." I'm going to hold you. And you can see, like, Huey is, like, looking up at him through the water, and Homelander's kind of, like, smiling even. Yeah. Oh, this guy's crazy. Yeah. Um, Huey's kind of starting to struggle a bit, kind of, like, getting to the point where he's like, okay, I can't breathe. And that's when Homelander finally brings he him comes, up. <gasps> you know? It's yeah. like, dang. Like, my question, why? You know, is I it because like Homelander, he, took, he, felt he took advantage of uh, Starlight? Yeah, I don't know, because he doesn't know who Huey is. No. Or what, you know is going on with him it is kind of interesting as to what was his reasoning behind that yeah maybe i bet he doesn't even touch somebody to see their heartbeat so maybe when he first saw huey huey's heart rate went up he was just like what's up with yeah you? maybe he's just suspicious yeah. of him which makes know? sense because that's homelander he's and trying to intimidate him yeah who knows um but this whole baptism scene is kind of screwing up the plan a bit 
because the way that they were going to get to Ezekiel after Huey got into the VIP section was um, the scene from the first episode where Huey and Billy go to the soup sex club. Yeah. They have the surveillance footage there of Ezekiel, you know, going at it with those three dudes. Yep. And Billy had given that to Huey on his cell phone. Yep. Clearly now he gets dunked in this baptism tank. Cell phone's shot. Yeah, what an idiot. Take your cell phone out of your pocket before you go into water. I mean, I I think they kind of had to do it that way for the for the yeah. pushing along the story, which is one of my gripes with with this episode in general. Oh. Parts of it kind of seemed just cobbled together. Oh. They kind of were doing things just be, just to do them to push the story along. There wasn't they weren't doing some things because it had a specific purpose. It was just kind of like a means to an end, hmm. I felt. Okay. Personally. Okay. Um so yeah, they finish with the baptism. Everybody's leaving the tent and he was like, Ezekiel, can I talk to you? And he's like, I'm sorry, I got to pack. I'm gotta, busy. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go. And he's like, well, no, I, I just want to show you something real quick. And that's when he whips out his phone. Which won't turn on. Yeah. And it's like, it's totally dead. Ezekiel's like, all right, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> he's like, you fucked me. Yeah. He just blurts it out. <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, at that club, he like mentioned the name of it or where it was. Yeah. And he's like kind of going into like a little bit of detail about things. <laughs> you, you, and yeah. You talking about how nice his dick is. <laughs> yeah. You played my butt like something. I forget what he said. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. Very weird. Um, but a gay guy probably would never say, to be yeah, honest. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Um, but then Ezekiel, like, Stretch Armstrong, you know, extends his arm out and starts choking Huey. Yeah. And he's just like, you're a, a liar. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Huey's just like, you know, struggling to breathe. He's like, no, no, I got video proof. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, if you kill me, it's going out there. I'm tr- trending on Twitter. Right, right. I think yeah. that's what he says. Yeah, he says, you're going to be trending on Twitter. Yeah. So Ezekiel, like, kind of stops and it's like, okay. What do you want? Down. What like, do you want? Money? Da, 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 da. Right, right. And he's like, no, nah, I need you to tell me everything you know about Compound V. Yeah. You know, I need you to tell me, you know, where you're getting it, where it's going. But then he also adds on a little spice at the end, too. You're going to stop doing this pray the gay away. Yeah. He's like, you're going to stop that shit immediately. But I think what what we need to go back to here is at one point he goes, who are you? Because once he knows about, he senses that he knows about Compound V. Right. He's like, man, this guy, like. He knows things he shouldn't know. Right. Even if it, even if he believes him that he's the guy that he, like, had sex with at the club. Yeah. How would he know about Compound V? So, yeah. Ezekiel's, yeah. like, so now, like, Huey's, suspicious. Huey's on this, like, other level. He's yeah. to realize, like, he knows all about this stuff that nobody should know about. Right. And it's like, who, who are you? And I think, to me, that's the point, like, Huey doesn't know yet. He, But he's starting to become this person that does this stuff. Black male superheroes. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, obviously, Huey's phone is shot at that point. Um, he goes out, borrows someone else's cell phone, and he calls MM, I believe. Yeah, to explain. Yeah, and he tells him, you know, okay, they, they essentially Ezekiel's church has been getting the compound B, compound V, yeah, from the the people at the Noodle House, and they've been distributing that to hospitals around yeah, the country, across the country, and they're disguising it as polio vaccines, right. which are still pretty common. Um, you know, if you're Someone who has a kid, you know, pretty much before they like start going to school or even, um, you know, within the first like year or two that they're born, they get a ton of vaccines, polio vaccine being one of them. Yeah. So perfect cover up for compound V. <clears throat> I think he tells them it's and he gives them the name of a hospital that it just got to this yeah. morning or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we don't quite know what they're doing with the compound V once it gets to these hospitals yet. Yet. We do find out later, but MM's like, okay, we great. Do. 
um, you know, I'm going to, this, this is good stuff. Yeah. You know, I think um, at that point he even calls Billy to let him know that, you know, we found out where the compound V is. Yeah. We, we have a sense of what they're doing with it. They're, you know, distributing it to hospitals. We, we got to go look into that. Yep. So we are back at the festival then, and now Homelander is on stage. Again, another intense scene. Yeah, and he's giving a speech there, which um, early in the episode, we find out that he's upset because of the talking points that he's supposed to use for his speech at the expo, at the, at the uh, Believe you know, Fest. It's still kind of neutral. It's not super hardcore uh, conservative Christian thoughts. It still has some liberal like points in it. Right. And so he's mad. So he goes, actually, he flies away super fast. To, to Madeline, who's at a yes. doctor point with a baby, which this seems really good. Like, you get an idea, like, he doesn't like that baby. Right. Yeah, he's talking with Madeline, and she's like, I'm trying to get to my pediatrician office with my son this here. This is the third time I had to reschedule. Like, we're... Yeah, and he's like, you got to reschedule again. We got to redo these talking points. She's like, no, they're perfect. Do them as they are. Yeah. You know, whatever. And he's like, no, because we have an opportunity here to really turn things around. And it, they're using this not just as an opportunity to kind of rally Christians, Homelander is looking at this as an opportunity to then also sell kind of the whole underlying military soup, you know, initiative. Yeah. And Madeline's not really wanting to push that so much, it seems. She's still um, trying to get keep his numbers up with Christians, but also get, you know, people that aren't there, their numbers right, up. Yeah. Right. Um, he's not pleased with her decision to tell him to just do it the way she says it should be done. Yeah. So when he starts off the speech, well, he also I want to put on there. He's like, you have this whole mom thing going on, and he just tells her that baby's an accessory, which just pisses her that. Oh mom. yeah, yeah. And they kind of have a stare down. The, the, ba- the, baby. the baby and Homelander have a stare down. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about because he's jealous of the baby. He wants that mommy milk. Well, and I'm I'm wondering too though, and this is again, it's just me theorizing. Like, I don't think that that's Homelander's baby, but then I also wonder like. Aside from being jealous of the baby, there has to be some other connection there, I feel. There's got to be some other reason why, aside from the baby taking up Madeline's time, which Homelander obviously thinks is for him, there's got to be some other connection. Oh, man. This dude's crazy. He is crazy, for sure. And, this, you know, just the, the wheels turning in my yeah, head. Well, Maybe I'm thinking too far into it. Yeah, at this age, know. if we still got the wheels turning, that's a good thing. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Um, so he gets to the speech immediately goes off off script and he says it from the gate like they want me to come out here and say this i'm not going to yeah, yeah. and he goes full, i think he even tells madeline at one point he's like they want john wayne type stuff going on here so he's like talking about like the people who uh put down the, the plane right and he's like i want to be able to go into their hut or whatever and go just murder yeah. the people that did this very xenophobic yes um almost borderline racist yes um and just overall pretty pretty wild pretty pretty nuts but he's got even for a christian conservative like festival yes great because this is supposed to be like preaching peace and all that yeah uplifting um yeah it is is a wild speech but the crowd is eating it up he knows like i said he's he's that evil and smart you know you don't think he's as smart as he is because some of the weird shit he does right but he knows who he's speaking to how to get them to really follow him and he does it to a freaking T here, man. Yeah, the the crowd is cheering throughout his speech, eating everything up. Yeah. And it kind of made me a little sad to be honest because it's like <laughs> I understand that the, you know, these types of events, they do happen in real life. 
I just hope they're not to this, this level. extent. You know, aside from being you know superheroes or whatever, I hope they're not preaching like xenophobia and like and, racism and stuff and, like that. You know, stuff against you know, uh, pray away the gay and all yeah, that stuff. Shouldn't yeah. be. I hope not too. I don't know. Like I don't know. I've never been to a Christian festival, but nothing like that. I mean, I grew up in a Christian family, but nothing. I never went to something like that. Yeah. Um. But the crazy part about this speech is, then he pretty much he says, "Then God gave me the power to protect America." Right. And he kind of forms himself as if he's Jesus by doing this speech, and then I'm a, he lifts his arms out to the side and starts to float out. Yeah. To the crowd definitely like, does a Jesus pose. Yeah. Like Jesus on the cross, and it's like this guy. Honestly, I think he does think he's Jesus, but he also makes them think that too by yeah. doing this. Yeah. You know? Um and you gotta think, if you're a Christian, you know, and you have all these beliefs, and then now superheroes are coming around and they're being told they're born with these powers, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's something like they're like especially Homelander, who can fly, has all these strengths. Yeah. Like they're they're eating this up. For sure. For sure. Um and Madeline, by the way, she's watching this and speech from happy. the headquarters. Yeah, she's pissed about it yeah she's not happy she wanted him to go with everything that she put forth he doesn't even do it a little bit she's pissed yeah um so then you know after that um the next big portion of the expo is starlight she's kind of almost like the headliner yeah of the whole the whole thing we skipped a big part of starlight though if you're okay you're talking about her going on stage well, no, she's okay. the next thing in the in the in the expo. But yeah, let's yeah. let's get into what you wanted to talk about. She does do the meet and greet with the teens. Yes, which is this is very important to her. Really, I think her eyes opening. They're like, this isn't what I remember it being. Yeah. So she has a big. She's just sitting in a circle. There's a pastor to her right, um, and basically a bunch of teens get to ask her questions and about faith. And right. they ask. Um, one girl asks about a new girl in her school who has a different religion that's not Christianity. And is like, you know, what do I do? If, isn't it my, am, am, am it's I my the job one? to like convert, convert her? Yeah, yeah. And Starlight says, "Well, you also the Bible says love thy neighbor." And you see the pastor makes a little face and then cuts her off. It's like, but but it's also it is your job to make sure she doesn't go to hell. You know, right. make sure she believes right. in the Lord so she doesn't go to hell. Um, and then at one point they also ask, you know, have you had a boyfriend? She's like, yeah, I have. And it's real simple, easy. But then somebody else asks, have you had sex? Right. And you get the sense that obviously yeah, she has. She's saying these things, but she hasn't said yes yet. And I think she's getting to the point where she's about to say, yes, it's okay. You always want the right. You want it to be the best at it you right. know, with the right person. Right. And the pastor gives her the side eye. Yeah. And she goes, no, I'm a virgin. Yeah. And then you can see her face just kind of go to like, this is not, this is not it. I want to speak. I want to be honest and, you know, still preach, but be honest to people. Right. So she's not really feeling it anymore at this point. Yeah, I think she's understanding that the festival is not what she thought it was, or at least it's not what it used to be, yeah. you know, when she was an up-and-coming superhero. And these people who are running it are not who they used to be. Right, yeah. right. Well, because clearly she was taught- the, the the whole thing is is put on by Vaught. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not really uh, uh, an explicit presence there, but, you know... Homelander and Ezekiel, they're part of Vought. They're probably funding the whole festival. Yeah. And Starlet's kind of putting the pieces together like, okay, well, everything about being a superhero is not what I thought it was. This whole festival is not what I thought it was. Yeah. You know, this. I'm, my eyes are starting to be opened here. Yeah. And you, you feel kind of bad for her. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've said it a couple of times. I think she might be the only, like, legitimately good 
person yeah. in the whole show. Like Huey probably right after that, but even Huey has like obviously done some bad things. And he's lied a, good a few reason, times. Sure. Yeah. yeah, he's lied. Um, even his whole kind of relationship, whatever it is with Starlight, it's kind of like, dude, your girlfriend who you were madly in love with yeah literally has only been dead for a couple of weeks yeah a month max you know yeah no i agree with that um i think starlight as the show goes on even the first season like she's just a character that keeps growing on you and growing on you and starts to become one of your top characters i, th- I think she's great um and yeah. yeah she's even better she gets better even next episode it gets better all that but yeah you feel bad because she is truly good it seems like it yeah it seems like it so far yeah and she just keeps getting screwed over and realizing like this is not what the world I remember yeah. or wanted it to be. One thing we did forget to mention, they were allowing Starlight to wear her old costume at this Christian festival. Right. Which I mean, kind of no Makes brainer sense. there. Yeah. You're not gonna have her at a, a Christian festival in the skimpy, like almost bathing suit type outfit that she had. Yeah. But she was like kind of excited that she was able to wear her old costume. Oh yeah, for so, sure. Um but yeah, so she does the 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 teen round table. They ask her about her virginity. She kind of lies to them. Yeah. Um. Well, not like kind of. She she lies she does. to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but she's obviously remorseful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, she even complains to her mom, and she's like, "Well, what am I supposed to do?" She's like, "What are you supposed to do? You don't want to tell me, like, hey, go go have sex with anybody." She's like, "No, but I want to be honest." Right. You know. Right. Yeah, and even the relationship with her mom, it's a little. It's a little tumultuous, and I think she's starting to see that about her mom, too. Yeah. Her eyes are being opened, like, all around. Which is sad for her. Like, there's really, yeah. who can she trust? She thought it was Huey, but Huey yeah. wanted to get in with uh, Ezekiel, so that pissed her off, too. Right, right. So then we get to the part where Starlight is on stage now. Yeah. She's the next headliner of the of the show. She's doing a speech. She starts, they have, like, the teleprompters, yeah. and there she's going, you know, by the book, doing the script. And she kind of just breaks down then. It's just like, no, no, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing this. And she looks over. So one, she does the same thing Homelander does. She's like, they want me to come out here and tell you this. Right. I'm not going to do that. So everybody's like real into it. But she also turns over and pretty much is talking to her mom. Like, this is what you want. And this is a speech turns and talk. Because before this scene, she's doing makeup and she wants everybody to leave but her mom. And she's like, mom, I don't want to do this. Tell me I'm not going out. And her mom gets real selfish. Yeah. And she's like, no, you have to. You have to. My friends are going to be watching. Yeah. I've worked so hard for this when it's really like, did you though? Yeah. And it's like, you did? Like, this is, and she's like, well, she goes, this is not just, this is not for you, mom. And she goes, but it is. Right. Yeah. And right. that's kind of really like messed up. Yeah. And so, in her speech, she's kind of calling out everybody. She's calling out her mom. Mm-hmm. She's calling out the experience of, you know, becoming a superhero and it not being what she thought it was, she definitely calls out the deep. Yeah. She says she doesn't name him, but she says, you know, there was a guy who like put his dick in my face. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, whoa, I did yeah. not know you were going to go there. And pretty much saying it to your mom like this happened to me. Right. Because we got put because I got put here. Right. You know, it, it was it was a wild speech. And I love it because you go to the crowd and everybody's kind of like in shock. And right. Huey has the biggest smile on his face because she's giving it to the man right there right yeah. right she goes through the whole thing and at the end of it everyone's kind of just in shock yeah of everything that they that she said and i don't think that the crowd is upset necessarily with her just a shock. but they're obviously just like what the yeah and then you just hear one person clapping and it's huey yeah huey's just kind of towards he the even goes, Woo! yeah and he claps it up she kind of walks off stage and 
he stops clapping and kind of gets out of the crowd then. And um, there's there's a funny detail I'm going to reveal then in the in the small screen scoop. But um, he goes over to her and it's like, yo, you just killed it. Like, yeah, great job. And he even mentions he says that was like um, Billy Joel at the garden. Yeah. <laughs> um, which, again, Billy Joel's one of his favorite artists, supposedly. Yep. Um, but yeah, just pretty, pretty wild. Yeah. And she's like really like she's questioning him then because she's oh, she's like, like, I'm glad you enjoyed the show. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like, you know, she admits to him that she feels that he was only there to use her to get in with Ezekiel. Yeah. And she's kind of not laying into him, but, you know, she's letting him know that she's not happy with him necessarily. Yeah. And he cuts her off by going, my girlfriend died. Yeah. And she's just kind of like, whoa, yeah. Like, you think you were let let off with that when we first started talking? Yeah. But then he gives gives the details, but not fully. Like, doesn't say Adrian killed her, but he died a few weeks back. You know, it was a way to just get over it i'm sorry i shouldn't have done that to you you know what I mean? yeah yeah half honest half honest but half not i mean he doesn't necessarily lie to her but he he doesn't give her the full truth obviously yeah and also um i wonder like was he admitting that because he wanted to like really get her forgiveness and really like show his good side or was he purely doing it to Keep the mission together. I think he he did it because he really meant it, but then he didn't tell the full truth because he had to keep the mission together. I think that's what it is. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's it's just another thing that it's like leading me like leading me down the path of like in this world. Nobody's good. Right, right. Nobody's good. Huey like is maybe the next best, but like Starlight's really the only one that yeah. is even a half decent person. Everyone else, even the good guys, are to an extent bad people. Yeah, you know. Um, but they have a nice little hug, yeah. you know, they both apologize to each other. Um, and it's kind of weird because they're hugging, but you get a close up on starlight and like, she's tense and then she kind of relaxes a little bit makes a weird yeah. face. I don't know if it's like, she's still like, I'm not sure how much I believe or if it's more like, oh, this is nice. I can't tell. I think, I think she was more along the lines of, oh, this is nice. Okay. You know, I had a friend open up to me about a tragedy, a tragedy in his life. You know, and he's obviously trusting me enough to 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 tell me this because up until this point, Starlight has really given a lot of her experiences and a lot of she's opened up to Huey about how she's feeling about things. Huey hasn't really given her much. No. She knows he's a nice guy or she feels that he's and a he, nice he's guy. He's funny and helps her right. like have fun. Right. Yeah. And she trusts him enough to tell him all the things that she has, but he hasn't opened up to her or given her any like, you know, background on him. So yeah. the fact that he told her about this, even though he wasn't giving her everything. She doesn't know that. I think she looked at it more like, okay, like we're we're, we're kind of moving somewhere else in our relationship, yeah. whatever it is. Moving forward. Yeah. 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 So as this is kind of happening on the side, uh, we mentioned earlier that M.M. and Billy, they go to this hospital where the compound V is being yeah. distributed to, right? Great. And at, at the same time, um, Frenchie contacts them and says, hey, uh, I, I've been made. i got to get out of this location. The safe house where he's at, where he's babysitting uh, the female, he's got to go. We find that out because um, at one point, A-Train goes to Pop Claw's apartment. Yeah, and he has a freaking 
Teddy Cam spying on her. Yeah, it's got the nanny cam. And if you recall, the first episode, that's one of the things that Billy is holding and asking Huey about is at it? the electronics store. Yep. So that, you know, kind of came back into play here. He had that in Popclaw's apartment. Yep. Because he was like kind of secretly, I think. I don't think she knew. No. He was secretly taping when they were having sex because it was in her bedroom facing their bed. And he even like starts to watch some of the video there. And they're saying, I love you. And he starts to tear up a little bit. Right. And he's he shows them you know, the, the video of them like having sex. But then it cuts to when Popclaw killed her landlord and Frenchie and Billy come in. You don't get a, a, a view of, of Billy. You get a clear shot of Frenchie, though. Yep. So Frenchie is made now because A-Train and um, Black Noir have been kind of looking for him. Yeah, it takes him to like a little police station down in Vaught, and they get the, like, you know, yeah. tell me who this guy is. And right. it's like, he's got 20 addresses. Da, da, da. Yep. So they've been looking for him this whole time. Uh, Cherie, or Sherry, tips off Frenchie that says, hey, all of our locations are burnt. You got to go. Black Noir is outside where i yeah, was like right yeah and then she smashes her phone she's badass by the way oh yeah yeah, yeah. frenchy tells mm and billy like hey we're made or at least i am you know we gotta figure something out billy tells him all right get out of there and he's like well what do i do with the female leave her yeah billy's just like let her there it's fine if they find her it's whatever yeah frenchy obviously has a connection with her he doesn't want to leave her um but billy orders him to it seems like initially frenchy's going to but then they cut back to Billy and um, NMM at the hospital. Yeah. He steals one of the employees' badges, and they go into the NICU, which is where newborns are. Yeah. And um, they they have a pretty crazy discovery of what they're doing with the Compound V, which this scene was probably the thing that validated things for me. Yeah. In okay. this episode. Okay. I'll tell you why then. Yeah, but this scene was incredible. So they get in there. One, the way he steals the badge is cool. He's just nonchalant talking to MM and just takes a badge from somebody as they're walking yeah. by. Um, they get in, but there is a camera. You see the camera like focusing that there's somebody walking in there. But they find in the NICU a baby that has um, compound V dripping into its IV. Yeah. A pretty good amount of it, I feel like. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> and they, they have the, the IV bag. It's going to the baby. And they're like, whoa, like, what is going on here? Yeah. So as they look into this NICU, into the little, like, um, it's a container. If you've ever been to NICU, it's that plastic container that you only yeah. you can put your hands yeah. in through, like, a little thing. Um, the baby's eyes open up, and they glow blue, and they shoot beams yeah. out of their eyes. And luckily, this container must have something that protects from that. Right. Right. It doesn't break through. But you see this baby shooting laser beams out of their eyes. And he's like, oh, my God, they're making superheroes. Yeah. Which this is validating for me then because initially, I think in the first episode um, when, you know, they're talking about Compound V, um, I don't think it was maybe until episode two or three. But I had said, OK, well, I think Compound V is what gives the soups their powers. Yeah. And then when we see that. You know, A Train was using it and it just hypes them up. I was like, okay, well, it, it doesn't throws give you them their that. powers. Yeah, it throws me off. It's like they're not giving them the powers, they're just enhancing them. But now we see I was right mm -hmm. in that Compound V is what's giving the soups their powers, or at least that's how it seems that it's being used right now. Yeah. Um, you know, so but, this this baby has the the laser vision and it's obviously getting from the compound V, but they don't really explain, you know, how it's happening or why it's happening or you know, whatever. Yeah. Also a great scene because then the people that saw on the camera that somebody was in there, they come in with guns. Right. Security comes in. And M.M. Um, and Billy are behind a pillar, and Billy has a great idea. He pulls the baby over to him, 
takes them out of the little container, right. and aims them at the guys and just slices them up. Yeah, the laser vision just goes straight through the one guy. Um, the next guy, it like kind of cuts across his torso. Yeah, and you even see them like, I mean, they're dead pretty much, but like the dudes like intestines or whatever like kind of out on the floor and they're kind of still moving around and bubbling them. Yeah, oh yeah it's, it's disgusting it's gross it's but crazy. what an incredible scene to use a baby to kill other people that baby murdered two people yeah yeah <laughs> they know how to walk two, murdered. two kills yeah. already two, two and oh what a, what a kd this guy's got <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so they put the baby back and they get a little bit of the compound v out of that because they need a sample of it for this right for uh what's her name um Lady in the CIA. Susan Rayner. Yeah. Yeah. So now this this kind of gives them more evidence, more leverage to go to Susan. I mean, she asked Billy for actual proof. Now he's got it. Yep. So, you know, they've got this proof. They're planning on going to her. Great. We cut back then. Frenchie had let uh, the female go. He, yeah. he disobeys That's Billy's a nice little talk with her and it's like, I know you're a good person. Yeah. And I think he even kind of thought like when he took the restraints off her that maybe... She was going to stay with him, and they'd like run off together. But he, she bounced. Yeah, she just bolts. She yeah. runs out the apartment. You know, whatever. French is like, okay, well, I, I got to get out of here too. Yeah. You know, so they cut to him. He's in an alleyway. He's moving down. He sees Black Noir in the distance, and he hasn't. Black Noir hasn't seen him, uh, or so Frenchie thinks. Mm-hmm. And he kind of is, you know, jumping around, whatever. Frenchie hides behind a dumpster. Starts walking back to where he came from. Yeah. Um, he thinks he's good, and then boom, out of nowhere, Black Noir pops yeah. up. Badass character, Black Noir. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like a assassin ninja type guy. Yeah. You don't see his face. He hasn't talked at all yet in the entire, we're five episodes in, yeah. hasn't said a word. Um, but yeah, so Frenchie is like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like, this guy is a, probably about to kill me. And I think right as Black Noir goes to attack, then we see he gets shoved to the side and- the female comes back. Yeah, none other than the female. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't say she had super speed, but she was definitely moving like faster than a yeah, regular 100%, human. Yeah, 100%, because she's so strong, too. That yeah. Oh, yeah. She she tackles him. He goes off to the side. Frenchie is kind of there, like, oh, shit, you just saved my life. Like, thank you. And she tells him, go. Yeah, she says, get out of here. I'll handle this. Like, she didn't say it. But she but gives she, like, motions. Line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this was... Probably my favorite part of the whole show here. Yeah, was this, yeah, this fight. Yeah, um, fight scene was really good. Yeah, I mean they're they're going at it. it like at points they're kind of neck at neck. They're kind of just doing hand to hand combat. You know they're punching, they're kicking, they're they're doing all sorts of stuff. But then it gets tipped the other way yeah. when Black Noir brings out the blades. Yeah, Black Noir just yeah he's like cutting off. her, slicing her, and then at one point like she's kind of coming back, but then Black Noir like stabs her in the foot. And I don't know that it like stuck into the ground necessarily, but she can't move then. Yeah. Her foot's like incapacitated. Um, and then he just goes for the kill shot. And he slices her like like not in half, but like across the stomach. Across the stomach. She's like yeah. entrails out and whatever. And she's just like slumps down. Goes she's, over. Yeah, she's done. So Black Noir leaves to go find Frenchie again, I guess. Right. Right. Um Frenchie though, he comes back. Yep. He sees that like She's dying pretty much. Yeah, yeah. He's you know kind of. He's sad. He's 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 very sad. He's broken up about it. He's like no 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 no. So he like starts to cover her up. He yeah. like puts I think like his coat to like kind of you know just comfort her as she's dying. Yeah, or you know? is dead or whatever. Yeah, and, and I remember watching this for the first time. Man, I was pissed. Oh, I was too. Because I really like her character. 
Yeah. You know, and I'm like the little bits we've gotten of her, I think she, you know, is a cool character. And I was I was I was upset as well because I'm like, they're really gonna like only give us a little bit about her and then kill her off. Yeah. Plus I was like, you know, she'd be nice to have on the crew. She's got superhuman powers. True. Yeah, she's the only soup there that can really do anything if another soup comes in contact with exactly them. yeah um you know and essentially she then you know she i think she her, her eyes even like close and she slumps down on the ground there as frenchie's covering her yeah but then she like starts to move again a little bit like a few seconds go by she starts to move again but, uh, frenchie takes his coat off and sees that her whole like slice of her stomach and everything that's coming out it's like healing itself yeah she's like uh wolverine yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then she comes back to life. She comes, she you know, comes conscious again, and Frenchie's like, <gasps> "It's a miracle." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, which was, I think, a great ending. Yeah. See, I'm, to me, I'm surprised you disliked this episode. So here's my you thing: get the I, hospital I, scene. I mentioned it earlier. The the things just seemed cobbled together. Um, you know, the the phone situation at the baptism that was just kind of like, okay, like any normal person. That has a, a you know thousand dollar smartphone is going to know to take your smartphone out of your pocket before you go into a water tank. Yeah, you know they they kind of just did that to do it because they needed some way to you know inconvenience Huey when yeah. he's confronting his. I mean Huey was nervous. They even mentions it like afterwards, like blackmailing somebody is not what it, it's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. Yeah, you know? and I get that. And Huey is kind of like nervous, clumsy. Yeah, you know when he when he's on these missions and stuff, but that. Um, honestly, and it's not, I guess it's not necessarily the show's fault, but the whole festival, you know, being what it is, is just kind of shitty. And I just didn't like how, you know, I guess maybe it's, it's, if anything, it's more revealing of how some conservatives or some Christians truly can be, but I just didn't like that. I mean, it just kind of turned me off that it's like, man, even in this show, they've got people, you know, being racist and xenophobic and stuff like that and whatever bro you better you better wait because the rest of the show gets worse see well and then and then the other thing too um the the whole situation with uh homelander and madeline you know we've we've talked about it before if i'm homelander if i've got superpowers i'm not following anybody's advice ever on anything like i'll follow it if i agree with it but if i don't i'm just gonna do what i want all the time because what are you gonna do to stop me which he is starting to do he is starting to do but my whole thing is like madeline has has to have something on homelander aside from the weird romantic mother-son type relationship that they have there's got to be something else that she's doing to control him because it's like he's the most powerful guy on the planet and the fact that they haven't really were five episodes in and they haven't gotten any of that, I'm kind of just annoyed, I guess. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. With, I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't. But it's more his psyche. I feel like it's more just mentally his what, what happens to him in his whole life. So, like, we'll, we'll find out more later and you can see if maybe, okay, maybe you understand it or maybe you still disagree. Right. But we'll find out later in All the right. show. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's the whole episode. Um, what was What was your favorite part? Uh, definitely the baby scene. Was okay, my favorite part. It was freaking hilarious. The first time I watched fun. it, it cracked me up. Uh, the fight with Black Noir was really good too. Least favorite, I'm with you, is just the idea of the uh, believe event. Yeah, 
you know, and like especially when Homelander's making a speech, great scene, sure. But again, like it was just uncomfortable to yeah. see that kind of stuff being done. And agreed. Like, wow. Agreed. Yeah. Um, small screen scoop here that I wanted to go back to and mention earlier. So, um, you know, after Starlight's speech, Huey mentions to um, to Starlight, "Oh, hey, that was like Billy Joel at the Garden." which is one of his supposed favorite artists. Yeah. Throughout this whole episode, he's wearing a Billy Joel shirt. Yeah. I, and this is the first time... I'm starting to notice he, his shirts because of you. Yeah. This is the first time that he's wearing a shirt of an artist that he says he likes. Now, maybe he didn't want to go to you know, a Christian festival with like a Nirvana Ramon shirt or, yeah. or Nirvana because it's not you know family-friendly and Billy Joel's more, definitely more family-friendly. Um, but yeah, so that was that was just kind of a cool touch. That up until this point, he's doing the opposite, and now he's doing this. Maybe it was just for the festival. Maybe it was because, you know, they have some purpose behind his shirts and his wardrobe. I don't know. Uh, but but that was kind of cool, I thought. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was that was the, the small screen scoop that I had here for, for this episode. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see in the next episode, like, is he going back to wearing other shirts? It's so funny or, how I focus on that now because yeah. of these things you tell us. Yeah. Well, it's just crazy. Like when I first watched it, the first episode, I was just kind of like, why is he wearing this shirt if he doesn't like these bands? Yeah, he's like the song. And now I'm so. I'm paying attention to it. You are obviously now too. Hopefully, if you've been watching along, you're you're taking notes about what Huey is wearing from episode to episode or scene to scene. Yeah. Um, because I wonder then. Is this just a theme that they're doing for now? Is this something they continue throughout the whole show? I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, although I didn't rate this episode as high as the other ones and I didn't like it as much. Um, yeah. I, I still think it was a good episode. And again, it is still hard to not want to go and watch more. And I think, honestly, it makes it harder in this situation to not watch ahead because I'm like, all right, I, I've got this. We, we had this peak with episode four. We're in this valley now. I want to get out of this valley, and I want to keep watching more to like get me back on like the roller coaster going up the hill. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, you got six, seven, and eight. So I mean, it's probably gonna start going back up because you got to have something big. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to start building up towards the finale of the first season. Um, so oh, yeah, I'm hoping that by the end of it, I'm back. You know, hooked in. Not that I wasn't hooked here, but just kind of. A yeah. bit of a, a bit of a, a letdown. Not to say a letdown. A bit of a a, a valley. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed this episode a lot. It was good. What do you think? Was this one of the better episodes? One of the le- you know not so good. Yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Hit us up on Facebook. Um. Again, we are really really trying to get to a certain goal on um on YouTube. We have twenty nine subscribers now. I think you had mentioned. Yep. We need twenty one more to get to 50 subscribers uh so if you haven't done so already go to youtube type in small screen couch commentary subscribe to our channel there uh follow us on facebook instagram tiktok uh we're putting up video clips a lot more now we've got a smooth rhythm going there uh smoother than we did yeah smoother than we did dish um so we're bringing you more video content we're still going to be posting other things there as well uh but yeah let us know what you thought about this episode let us know any theories that you've got what what is it with Huey's wardrobe? Tell us. Yeah, maybe you know. Yeah, maybe don't spoil anything though. Don't spoil anything. That's true. Don't do that. You know, at least for me, I, I'm I'm not then there yet. Give us some other small details. Maybe we haven't noticed. Yeah, what I'm else sure have we have not picked up on yeah. that you were able to? Yeah. Um. But yeah, we will catch you guys uh, at the next episode. the The upload schedule is changing a bit this week, 
We've normally been doing two episodes a week. This week, we're only releasing one um, because we have something else cooking up. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to tell you now. Oh, we're not. It, oh, I'm not going to tell oh, you now. See, I'm a, I'm a gift giver. I no. was going to give you that gift. I'm going to say this. Check out our social media over the next couple of days to yeah. know what the reveal is. Um, but we've got something else cooking up that I think you and I are definitely both very excited, very excited for. for it, yeah. And we hope that you guys are too. Check out our social media. You'll, you'll find out probably by the time you're hearing this, more than likely, we'll, we'll have something up on social media yeah, telling maybe. you. You know, most like a little bit about unless you listen like right when we get released, then maybe. Yeah, I think I think even by then. Oh, OK. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Be prepared. But yeah, uh, be prepared for more to come uh, on the boys and something else, too. That's it. Yeah. Cool. All right, everybody. See you next week. Peace.